Welcome back to another edition of It's Raining Mets, meteorologist Ed Russo in house. Tom Russell, how you doing? I'm good, and we have a, uh, another guest alongside this week. It is uh, Kyle Eck. He's our intern here at CBS 21 with the Weather Department. Uh, he is a uh, current Penn State uh, student, and he's going into his senior year. Say hi, Kyle. Hi there. All right. So, so Kyle, you're from central Pennsylvania? Yeah, I'm from York County, so I'm from right here. Okay, yeah. yeah, so I'm from York, too. I went to Dallastown. Where'd you go to high school, Kyle? Northeastern. Oh, no, they rivals or anything. What's that? Were you rivals or anything? No, our rivals were kind of red lion. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So we're we're still rivaled with them, but yeah, Northeastern. Yep. No, no. We're we're excited to have Kyle along uh, for the summer, helping us out and, uh, and hopefully learning a few things, maybe teaching us a few things. You never know. So, uh, Awesome. Uh, let's start with where we are. We just turned the calendar to June. So now we're talking about, uh, you know, meteorological summer. We've uh, had a couple of bouts with some strong storms. We always talk about this being into our uh, severe weather season. So this past Friday, last Friday, we had uh, three confirmed tornadoes, two EF zeros and one an EF one. That was the one in Southern Lancaster County. And what was interesting about that one is Ed and I had done live coverage for the tornado warning uh, in the middle of the day. That was for the one that kind of went from Cumberland County into Perry County. But later, Ed, explain what you saw because we weren't seeing like gate to gate shear necessarily, but you were noticing something also on the velocity. Yeah. So, um, you know, and, and Southern, you know, and, and Tom and I were, I mean, you and I were both thinking about, you know, should, you know, we were talking about this storm because it was looking concerning. We were looking at the Southern end of the County and we weren't seeing that gate to gate shear, which is basically a clear window where you're seeing two opposing wind directions next to each other, green on red. What mm-hmm. we were seeing was an area of bright red next to an area of darker red, which means you have very, very strong winds next to an area where there's almost no wind. And that can also be an indication that we're seeing some rotation. And we were really seeing that south of Quarryville at the time. And sure enough, mm-hmm. we, uh, there was a report of an EF1 tornado there at the time. And, and max sustained winds were 105 miles an hour, seven miles an hour away from an EF2, which the Storm Prediction Center would consider a significant tornado. Yeah. So yeah. that wasn't just a, I, I wouldn't call that a weak tornado. That's definitely a, a, a good one for central Pennsylvania because most of our most of our tornadoes here are EF0 or weak EF1s. Right. It's pretty rare we go in that two to three range. But if you saw the damage, it was a farm uh, and it was pretty extensive. I mean, some buildings, not just the roof off, but the building knocked down. Yeah. And, and remember like, you know, 105, 110 mile an hour winds, they can, they can easily damage the structure, the exterior walls of a home, which again, you know, that's why we tell you uh, interior, the interior room. If you actually look at the house and uh, mm-hmm. you see that some of the interior part of the, of the building was still standing, but that just goes to reiterate why we tell you to get into a middle room. Yep. Uh, so the other two were, uh, one that was just outside of uh, Carlisle Wagoners Gap. Uh, uh, they had a trailer kind of t- turned over a little bit and some trees down there. And then the other one we were live at the scene on earlier in the day for um, uh, it was in Franklin County. And that was some pretty significant damage as well. Another farm area that really got hit pretty good roof off. There's a structure was was kind of wobbled and 
uh, damaged. And so there was a lot of tree limbs and, and clean up that way. So, you know, it, we're in that season. So it's a good reminder, as Ed just mentioned, to have your plan, know where you're going into a place that is, uh, it's got four solid walls and hopefully a low floor and, and a place that uh, you can go safely. So it's that season. It's here. Yeah. You know, and, and three tornadoes in one day in the span of a few hours. I mean, that's, that's really a solid, rare. that's a solid little, little outbreak uh, for central Pennsylvania. And all of them occurred within the viewing area. So that just goes yep. to show that again, late May, early June, notorious for um, severe weather around here. And hopefully that's our most active day. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, but we've been telling you for a long time, late May in the, into June, even into early July is our severe weather season. So uh, along those lines though, I don't see, uh, a setup like that for a while. I see at or below average temperatures as we move forward, kind of getting back to where we are. We've, we've come off this big heat wave. We had three straight days in the 90s and uh, it's been a hot stretch, but I see just kind of average stuff for the next two weeks or so here through the middle part of June. What do you think? Yeah, and that puts us, you know, in the upper 70s to near 80. Keep in mind our maximum high, our, our maximum average high is around 86, which doesn't occur until Mid That's July, until, yeah, late July, mid to late July. So upper seventies near 80 is pretty seasonable. And that's what we're going to be for, you know, it looks like for a little while. And I don't think anyone's complaining about that. It's nice that our cool downs only put us into the seventies, not the fifties. Yeah, <laughs> that and plenty of moisture too. So coming off May, we're about three inches above average over six and a half inches of rain for the month. So that's why you were cutting the lawn every two days. Um, but I do see that pattern continuing where we're not worried about drought. We're going to have ample uh, chances for some rain. I mean, it does lessen up a little bit. The sun evaporates a little bit more, uh, but I, I don't see any problems as far as precipitation either. Yeah, me either. And and typically we get we get some of our most humid days oftentimes, or we get our hottest days, excuse me, some, sometimes our hottest days in July and August. I know we've had a nice stretch of 90s here, but uh, there were a couple days where the models were actually putting us in the mid 90s and we only got to 90 because the soil Good moisture point. was so high. So when the Good soil point. moisture is super high, the air is going to be humid, but it's going to have trouble getting that temperature up to 94, 95 degrees. So I think that's one thing, at least that I learned from, because I had a 94, I think in there within the past, past week. And we probably didn't, we probably struggled just to hit 90. That's again, high, high soil moisture certainly um, can make for a cooler temperature, but it still feels sultry with all the humidity. That's why in July and August, when we get some of our drier soil, we have a better chance to actually climb higher into the 90s. Yeah, and with all this ample moisture, it really plays into what you're saying there. So hopefully we won't get into that drought situation. We'll continue to have uh, plenty of chances of rain. Uh, but let's go back to that cooler thought. Uh, there's kind of a, a trough that sets up in the east, and it's a persistent trough. So as you look at the, the, the nation as a whole, the heat kind of stays out west. We're a little bit on the cooler side. How long do you think that pattern can persist? I mean, that's fairly unusual for us in the, as we get towards summer. It is. Yeah, I don't think usually patterns like this tend to last very long. But, it, I, you know, I see this lasting maybe the next week to 10 days. At least. I, yeah, I was going to say about two weeks. And yeah, two weeks. I could see that, too. But as we go through summer, those patterns tend to be, as you mentioned, that two to three week range, and then they're switching again. Um, and, and part of that play, and we should transition into this, is tropical season. So we've got uh, what looks to be our first tropical uh, system developing uh, coming off the Yucatan Peninsula, headed towards uh, the Florida Peninsula this weekend. First name on the list is Alex. 
And, uh, you know, hurricane season just started here June 1st, so not unusual. And uh, tropical weather in Florida, not unusual. So anything of this stand out to you, Ed? Yeah, I mean, I think I think I think it is interesting because we not oftentimes see these circulations survive when they cross Mexico into Central America. I mean, the the, the terrain is very mountainous, you know. Wait, wait, wait. Are you saying this is Agatha turning into Alex? Is that what you think? I, I think I think the remnant circulation certainly is there. So. It's still, but a bit of a stretch. Um, well, I mean, I think like it's all, it's all, it's all, it's all deeply rooted from the same system. So, yeah, I would say certainly what's emerging out into the Gulf is, is, is remnants, remnant? a remnants of Agatha. So you could say, you know, Agatha is now becoming Alex on the in the Atlantic Basin. So I think that's a bit of a stretch. That's certainly what was talked about when Agatha made landfall in southern Mexico. It says it's going to come across, but then you look at it gets ripped up by the mountains. Yeah. It's really, it, it really kind of died and then yep. uh this thing re-emerges on the other side of the yucatan so is there a limit you know five days later is it really remnants oh well tom this is getting into a semantics discussion <laughs> we could go on uh, and on and on about that one but yeah all right, no. so i'll tell you what since we have our guests we'll default to uh kyle uh, is whatever becomes alex is it really agatha kyle what do you think come closer here. i think in terms of the circulation if the circulation is still intact i I would I mean, argue that it is not intact. It's kind of hard to say because back in 2016, we saw Otto cross from the Atlantic to the Pacific, but the circulation was intact and it kept the name. So I feel like since Agatha is not going to be Agatha in the Atlantic, it has to be the remnants. Oh, yeah, he has a good point there. So let's well, see. Here's the, the other thing. If you look at 500 millibars, you can actually still see the same, the same, same kind of oh, okay. the same circulation disturbance as it crosses. So, yeah, I don't think there's really any argument that it's the remnants. But wow, but it, it's the surface the low that actually gets a name, though. So right, you're right. So again, again, it, it does fall into a <laughs> into a semantics argument. So I would be willing to say yes, it's the remnants of Agatha. Agatha All right. becoming Alex. So I don't know. We're getting into some pretty uh, meteorological geeky territory here. We are. Uh, we are. But we that's love exactly it. That's what why. this is for. Exactly right. Yes. So I'm yes. not embarrassed by that in yep. any way. All right. So let's say Alex does become our first name storm. We get some pretty good rain. It looks like it really drenches the uh, southern tip of um, of Florida, Miami, up to Palm Beaches, etc. And then it reemerges out in the uh, Atlantic. Any issues there? Uh, well, I think, you know, people, there's a couple issues I see with that, you know, people are, are the swim season officially began Memorial Day weekend, people are itching to get to the shore. And I'm sure a lot of people go to the shore the, a week after Memorial Day to avoid the crowds. So then you get mm -hmm. crowds from that. So people really want to get in the water. And when you have an early season system like this, create rip currents up and down the East Coast, I think you have a, a certainly a, a danger there of of uh, rip current risk. Um, so I think people need need to remember that, you know, it's it's not just a risk deep into hurricane season. It's it's a risk, you know, all all, all year round, but especially yeah. this time. But especially of the year, this time when it's people's first time at the beach for the season and they're like, oh, I just want to get in the water. And then they right. get themselves into harm's way without uh, without knowing it. But all I right, am so, thinking I am thinking, yeah. you know, is South Jersey going to be going off Monday? It could be a good day of surfing. So I'm. Ooh, that's right. I, yeah. And is our resident surfer here, so uh, you would know. Yeah, would I'm. Know. I'm starting to think hmm, day trip. We'll see. <laughs> I'm, I'm contemplating. Don't forget, Ed's the one that surfs uh, Lake Erie, so uh, the system in the Atlantic would be very enticing. I'm sure. Uh, so hurricane season looks to be well above average. Everybody calling for. Uh, 
moderate uh, La Nina situation. So it looks pretty active. So this time of year, the first part of the, of the hurricane season, we look for that formation where we're seeing it in the Gulf of Mexico, in the Caribbean. Uh, that's where the sea surface temperatures are the warmest. So I think, uh, you know, you're not going to have one every other week, but I think we're in for a fairly busy season here early on uh, as we get going. How about you? Yeah. And this is, this is the third year now in a row where we're coming off of a La Nina, which typically, you know, dives right into a, it makes it favorable at least for a fairly active season in the Atlantic. So this, it seems like this is the third year in a row of this similar setup starting this time of the year leading into uh, one in thing i did notice though is the first time in i want to say seven years they didn't name a storm before june 1st did you notice that uh there was calls over the last couple of years that they need to uh start hurricane season a little earlier because we were seeing these things form in late may uh so that did not happen this season agatha was a pacific storm so yes in case you're wondering or confused um so that, see, nice that's see another, that, you know, <laughs> interesting, you know, well, did this storm actually develop uh, hurricane season? Uh, so, gosh, we're getting all these special cases and circumstances with this one storm. It's very yeah. controversial, Tom. And, well, it is. And that's what uh, keeps us employed, I yeah. guess, which is a good thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, all right. Anything else on your mind as far as uh, weather stuff goes? Uh, nope. But I am prepared to go get you some nice weather shots from the air. All right, Ed is now a certified drone pilot. You've been doing a great job getting us some uh, pictures there. Uh, I'm back at the ranch, so I'm going to be tracking another uh, severe thunderstorm watch. So again, just to reiterate, this is our, our active season as far as severe weather. So make sure you have a plan. And our job is to keep you uh, ahead of these storms and hopefully uh, safe as well. Cool. All right, Tom. Great talking to you. Great catching up. And thanks for Kyle for being here. All right. Thanks, Kyle. Looking forward to meeting you. You're listening to It's Raining Mets.